An epic fail in Hollywood's comic book movie universe. This is not so fantastic flop. It is so bad it could send the whole genre on a downward spiral. What a mess. Hello and welcome to Reggie'sTake.com podcast number 11. Um, in case you couldn't tell what that uh, little uh, intro was about, well, you'll soon find out. Uh, joining me today is uh, James once again. Uh, hello. Um, I think you're becoming the the Robin to my Batman, so to speak. <laughs> which one? Which Robin? There's like five of them. <laughs> I'll let you choose. Okay. I'll be the girl. One, whatever her name is, the one from the Dark Knight Returns. You probably can guess what that was remark was about. That was actually not my uh, thing. That was actually a movie critic's uh, quote from uh, his review of the Fantastic Four. Fantastic Four, uh, amazing movie, by the way, purely amazing. Just one of the greatest movie experiences I've felt in a long time. I mean, the movie—you don't watch the movie, you experience it. And now that we can scrape the crap <laughs> off the bottom of our shoes, let's get down to real business <laughs> it's pretty bad uh, it's pretty bad that movie was the tale of two movies mm-hmm. i thought the movie was interesting it, it had really great potential mm-hmm. until the part where reed richards leaves the military facility and after that it drops off well you know there's been movies like i've seen a couple movies like this before where the movie's decent and all of a sudden it drops off the most the one you can really compare it to is fox's other big flop wolverine x-men origins wolverine okay there's a scene in that movie where um you know for the first during the credit scenes eh, it's a pretty good movie like you're seeing wolverine do, do all the wars of the uh american wars of the uh, uh 19th and 20th century kind of interesting that should have been the whole movie and then after that like he's in like this group of mutant mercenaries or whatever eh, it's not quite as good there but it's still decent and then all of a sudden there's a scene, it's right after all that Weapon X crap, and Wolverine jumps butt naked off a waterfall. When Wolverine jumps naked off the waterfall, I think that is the point where the movie just becomes unwatchable. Like, it just goes downhill after that. This movie was kind enough to uh, actually footnote when the movie's gonna gonna turn around. Like, it, it says right there, one year later, and that's basically like things have gotten really bad. Yeah. Like, I mean, it actually says, like, I mean, you can basically read that one year later as, you can leave now if you want. It's going to get terrible after this. I really thought up to that point, the movie was fine. Yeah, I, I had, did too. I, had no, I did too. I had no issues. I did with, too. I had no issues with the character setups. Mm-mm. I had no issues with... I mean, there, there, what, it was kind of stupid, but it was good. I mean, I, yeah. had no, I had no problems with the relationship of how Dr. Franklin Storm had basically pretty much adopted Johnny and Sue. Yeah. So, you know, I had no issues with that. Yeah. I, you know, it was like a little bit of a different take, but... I had no problems with it. Uh, you know, the whole, you know, the whole Reed and uh, Grimm mm-hmm. set up as a mm-hmm. kid, no problems there. It, it, it's just it, it's just like something, a flip switch when Reed, you know, bailed on the facility and mm-hmm. his friends, mm-hmm. it, it, it just completely changed. It now, does. Do you buy that? You think Fox screwed Josh Trank or you think it was the director himself? From what I've heard, the director out of control. Right. I'm actually going to side. This is pretty rare for me but i'm actually going to side with the studio on this one like this guy sounded like a total maniac he was abusive to the cast and the crew he uh one of the houses that he rented you know how they rent houses for uh right for the movie uh one of the houses that he rented he caused 
about $100,000 worth of damage in that house. A Fox executive, like he's being sued by those land, by that homeowner right now. <laughs> a Fox executive had to personally fly in and apologize to that homeowner. Wow. Um, uh, there had been reports from cast and crew that Josh Trank would show up an hour to five hours late uh, on a regular basis. It seems to be rumors that he was high on something. Mm -hmm. Uh, be it pills or cocaine or what, I don't know. But uh, the rumors don't really say too much, and they are just rumors, of course. But there are rumors that he was high on something, and he was out of control. He treated people terrible. Like, he treated uh, the girl who plays Sue Storm terrible, because he didn't want her in the movie, so he treated her awful. Uh, That would be uh, Kate Mara. Kate Mara, thank you. Who's the guy who played Mr. Fantastic? Uh, Reed Richards? Yeah. Uh, Miles Teller. Miles Teller. There was a report that Josh Trank tried to get in a fist fight with Miles Teller. (laughs) Like, this guy sounds out of control. So I actually am going to side with Fox on this one. However, I'm only going to do that to a certain extent. Fox, I don't think, cared enough about Fantastic Four. They just wanted a cash grab, basically. That they wanted to do a reboot. They didn't care. I don't think they cared. But had the director not been such a psycho, I think at the worst, it would have just turned into an amazing Spider-Man type movie. Mm-hmm. But this is altogether bad. And I think what happened was the first half of the movie, I think, is uh, more Josh Trank's cut. The second half of the movie, I don't know if they brought in other... I know there were reshoots. I don't know if they brought in other directors or what. But it's it's cut terribly. Uh, uh, well, like, from- from from what I've heard from different different critics and different people talking about it, said that Fox basically came in, hijacked the editing, mm-hmm. and that the basically the second hour of the movie is is Fox Studios bringing their own editors editing the movie together. And they didn't do a good job. I mean, they did not. Because if that was the case, I'd really like to see what Josh Trank's editing would have I been would for too. the whole movie, just to sit there and have a comparison. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm blaming this more on Josh Trank. I, I, However, I think there's equal blame to go around. Oh yeah, oh yeah. There's plenty of blame to go around on this. However, I I would like to see it'll never happen, but I would like to see a director's cut because I think he as bad his- as he was, I think that he had a good thing going. I, and I, he blew it. I, I think he's burned his bridges for that to happen. I don't think yeah. he'll get it. I don't think he'll ever work again. Because because even if the studio would allow him to do a director's cut, and let's say that director cut comes out and the critics watch it and say, well, this is a movie that should have been put out, then Fox is going to have more egg on its face. Because You're right, yeah. So I just that's think, not going to happen. I just don't think that's not going to happen. Um, what, that Yeah, too many politics behind that. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I mean, because that would cause them even more controversy. And I, and I think Fox is going to want to bury this as far down as possible, as quickly as possible. Yeah. I don't think Fox needs to just admit the defeat. They do. Swallow Hold them. on to X-Men. And even, I'm going to say, X-Men's the only thing that, they're do, that they can do right. Let's be honest here. Half the X-Men movies suck. So, I mean, like, most, most of the x-men movies that have been done right have all been brian singer right and uh, i heard the one exception is um um first class which oh, was the... matthew vaughn who's right. also really good but uh, someone 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 suggested that fox if they intend on keeping fantastic four and in, and and either insist on trying to make another movie at some point really need to turn it over to someone like brian singer and just let someone with creative talent like brian singer do the fantastic four and just pull them pull their hands back and just make sure it comes in within their budget 
but yet let them do the visionary work and, and just see what happens but that, that way. It seems like that's what they were doing with Fantastic Four with Josh Trank, though. Like, But it doesn't seem like it turned out that way. No, it, no, no. Now, do you think you think Fox should just let Marvel have it back? Absolutely. Absolutely, yes. And I'm not just saying that as a fan. For, like, they have lost so much money on this. Sell the rights and get it out of there. Okay, you. This is now. This is actually their third attempt to get a series going, counting the 1994 Roger Corman movie, which was never released. It's obvious that they can't do this. Yeah. Okay. They. And I mean, even you look at even like Fantastic Four is the weirdest, kitschiest comic out there, and you look at uh, you know, they're going back to that. It, it's really funny because it seemed like they were going back to that old um, X Men from. 15 years ago look where they strip it of all of the like the weirdness and just uh-huh. give them like black military suits and it, it which is weird because we've gotten to a point where like marvel has been able to embrace the weirdness of their movies uh-huh. but fox still can't i don't know <laughs> now there's there's one other thing i did not read here and this is from another critic who wrote and this is something i want to talk about as well it's and, and and his statement was the biggest disappointment of the film toby cabell's portrayal of victor is squandered once the character reappears as dr doom reducing one of marvel's best and most intelligent villains into an uninspired crazy person with bizarre motivations doom's part in the third act is made even worse by an overly complex plan that does not set the stage for a rewarding final battle or makes such use of heroes and their individual abilities so uh, that's pretty accurate. Now, another uh, uh, podcast that I listened to said that it was really weird that when Doom reappears, you know, they bring him back into the main from the other planet to, to Earth. First off, how did he get that cloak? Right. Where did that come from? Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, they, they found it a little weird that when he's in the facility, he's blowing everyone's heads up just by whatever. But then, mm-hmm. then yeah, but then when he battles Reed on the other planet, it, it's more of a fist fight. It's like, yeah. why not just blow Reed's heads off? You know, it's like there was no consistency yeah. in, in their in in their portrayal, and and they basically waste one of the better villains for that particular you know series so quickly. Oh I, yeah, within Absolutely. twenty minutes he's here and gone. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's something. It's really you know. Let me bring this up too. Like they did this in the two thousand five Fantastic Four off. Also, what is the deal with these Fox movies making Doctor Doom's powers that he has a metal face and they're they they just make him Magneto, and he ha- and he can control like electromagnetism. Like, well, I, maybe that's what he can do in this movie. I can't tell, but I know in the old ones he was like shooting electricity, and he had like uh, magnetism. And it's like, dude, he's just Magneto. Uh-huh. Like, like, what is the deal with that? Yeah, you know, and especially nowadays, it's like, why not make him what he always was, like Iron Man? He has a suit, and Doctor Doom is a weird character, but I mean, you know, wh- why not? I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, (laughs) I don't get it. It it, it was definitely, and for all the movie studios are doing now with this whole superhero genre craze, you just don't expect a a movie studio like Fox with the success they're somewhat having now with Mm X-Men, Marvel having with their stuff, DC's trying to get started with their extended universe, and then Fox goes and puts this out. Um, It doesn't, it just doesn't make sense that you would put a product out that's just going to get, that would end up being trashed so hard by everybody. Yeah. Including, including the hardcore comic book fans out there who was hoping for a really good movie. I I think this movie should be as a lesson to studios and to directors, but to studios. Yeah. And, and to fans, it should be a lesson to everyone. While these 
comic book movies are big right now. They're not a guarantee. No. And they've had some pretty darn good success. You know, you think of the comic book movie flops, any flops that have happened since The Dark Knight. I always kind of consider Iron Man and The Dark Knight to be kind of the turning point of, I don't know, that's just my... I love the Spider-Man and the old X-Men movies, Uh but I think that's like the Silver Age or whatever of (laughs) movies, and now we're in like the... I don't know. That's just how I do it, because like there was like a tonal shift after Dark Knight and... Right. Iron Man. There definitely was. But um, I, I think those two movies kind of turned a notch up on and, and They did. And made movie studios rethink how they approached them. Yeah, because before that, the only good ones, the only good ones were really Spider-Man and X-Men. And both of them had terrible third movies. I know the Blade movies were good, but like, well, that one had a terrible third movie, too. But, <laughs> but like back then, no one considered Unless you were like, I mean, no one considered Blade a superhero back then. I mean, nowadays after Thor and all this, you kind of have to. But back then, it, I never would have considered Blade a superhero movie. But anyway, now I don't. Now after I, those movies, though, think of the flops that we've had over the well, past seven or eight years, and like Amazing, Amazing Spider-Man. Well, Amazing Spider-Man Two is kind of considered a flop as far as uh, script and plot-wise, but it still made north of seven hundred yeah, million. Yeah, and it wasn't a terrible movie. I, I think this Fantastic Four movie is really, I think, the really true first big flop. I think so. It sucks that it's Fantastic Four, because I, I do really like Fantastic Four. And it it sucks because they it looked like they were actually, with, with the casting, we're gonna do something unique with it. You know, I mean, you think about the so-called flops before it, and, you know, what, Amazing Spider-Man, Green Lantern, like, they're not bad movies. Now, I have not seen compared Green, to this. I have not seen Green Lantern, so I don't know to compare Green Lantern and Fantastic Four. Green I, I, Lantern, I Green Lantern. I didn't like it, but it's a movie. It's a competently made movie. <laughs> like, I mean, which is more than I can say about Fantastic Four. It's the big problem with Green Lantern. It's boring, and instead of embracing like all the sci-fi weirdness, like Thor did, like Thor came out right before it. Like he goes to the planet of Oa for like twenty minutes, and then comes back and fights crime on Earth, pretty much. You know, instead of embracing the otherworldliness, like Thor did, and you know, he spent time on Earth on Thor too. But like they really went all out to embrace that, right? And I, I think I don't think anyone would have ever thought Green Lantern was a great movie but i i do think like that movie had really bad timing coming out to a similar movie that did everything right Mm -hmm. like i mean i that's kind of the problem with it if you i think it's on netflix if you have netflix yeah watch it like it's it's not a terrible movie like just a regular bad movie like i mean you could sit down and watch it and have a dr pepper or whatever and (laughs) and sort of enjoy it you know do some chores while it's on (laughs) like there there are much worse movies than that and fantastic four is definitely one of them that fight scene by the way that was so lame that fight scene against dr doom seems like an afterthought uh the uh it it looked incredibly cheap like it just looked like five people like punching in a backdrop with nothing else going on and what is the deal with fox in their uh they keep using i think it's vancouver they keep using these the same forest like you've seen it in x-men 3 and you saw it a little bit in this fantastic four you saw it in fantastic four rise of the silver surfer you've you see this same forest in just about every fox action movie it 
it's just starting to get old. Like we we just keep seeing the. You know what I'm talking about? It's almost like they got a relationship somewhere, and it's like oh, I think hey. they own property and they just keep using it. But it's just like find a different backdrop. Yeah, and here it was totally unnecessary because you just see cars drive like like a so, black hole yeah. sucking up cars some, for no reason. Some of that just didn't make sense at all. No, none of it made sense. And like his plan, like so, Doctor Doom is like an eco terrorist who's going to destroy the earth for a planet to save a planet without that life has, yeah that has nothing on it yeah I, I don't... it doesn't make sense yeah it's, it's it, yeah it's definitely one of the stranger movies of the year yeah uh, and it, it really is two different movies it's so bizarre now uh so some of them they just mentioned there have been two different uh, theories about this that technically marvel doesn't have to do anything in order to get the rights back if fox doesn't do anything with fantastic four within a certain amount of time the rights go back yeah to marvel yeah marvel really has no incentive to do anything like they did with spider-man uh, and that's probably probably a smart move because I don't think Fox is going to try anything with Fantastic Four anytime soon. I just don't see them. Although one executive did come out and say shortly after the movie came out, it, it was tanking pretty bad that they still intended to go through a sequel. But can I don't, you believe that? But I don't see how would... you can do that because you're going to produce another movie that people hated in the first place. So you're really going to get people not to go see your sequel. Those that, I swear those are just PR people. Like that's it's got to be a PR nightmare. So you have to come up with this bull. They're trying about, to be optimistic. About, and hey, we're it. we're wasn't what we expected, but we certainly are going to come out with the sequel. And they're not going to make a sequel to this. No. Like, it's not going to happen. No. I, I mean... I would be very surprised if they even tried. I mean, because the only way only way you could make another Fantastic Four movie, Fox can, would be basically use the same characters, but almost have it like they existed, but it's also at the same time a soft reboot. You're just not doing yourself any justice. No. That, I hope they do sell the rights, though, because if they don't, it's going to be a long time before we see Fantastic Four in the Marvel Universe. Let, let it go back to Marvel. Let Marvel's people do whatever it is they're going to do with it. Even if they incor- eventually incorporate it into the MCU down the line, so be it. Let it let it go. You know, I you know the the funny part is I would rather see Fantastic Four team up with the Avengers than I would X Men or even Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think Fantastic Four, um, Fantastic Four is just like really goes hand in hand with the Avengers. It would um, fit more in with with their, that. They universe. do, and Marvel. I love Spider Man, but I've always Spider-Man I've always kind of felt like yeah. And I, he, you know, he's kind of like a daredevil, like street level, like a little bit street level. I mean, granted, he has more supervillains and mad scientists, but they're still street level. They're not trying to take over the world. They're not aliens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it is weird when you think about it. Like, like, like Spider-Man, I think he's sort of like Batman is to the DC universe. Once you start adding like all the weird supernatural stuff that's in the universe to that character, like you want to distance that character from all the... Like, like you just kind of take away like detective stuff from Batman or the science stuff from Spider-Man. Right. I think that's just my opinion though. But <laughs> and X-Men like Fox can keep X-Men. Like X-Men is a weird one too cuz they've always kind of felt like they were outside the fray of Marvel as well. You know, X-Men X-Men for what Fox is doing is great. Mm-hmm. They're fine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and it seems like they're 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 Apocalypse looks good, actually. You know, and, and with these younger actors playing the the roles we've already used to being seen by the other who originally started it. You know, they're trying to set themselves up for the long term, and, and that's fine. No, for the way they're doing it, because you can't. I mean, you don't want to see uh, Patrick Stewart all the time, constantly as Professor X. I mean, get a little. You know. uh, I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I could keep seeing Patrick Stewart as. Professor I mean, that, 
not, not to have anything against Patrick Stewart. I mean, I, I love him as an actor, but you know, you can't you can't base a, a long term franchise off of someone his age at this point. In That's time. true. No, you're absolutely correct. So, well, and like I love Ian McKellen, but that guy's got about one foot in the grave. <laughs> like, I mean, I like yeah. they have to they had to do a reboot, and even even Hugh Jackman is starting to get old, even though he's in the best shape of his life. Yes, you gotta wonder how getting in that sort of shape, how healthy at that age how healthy that really is too basically he eats a lot of poached fish and and something about poached eggs or something constantly like yeah. every four hours yeah he's got a strange diet and exercise routine that it sounds like it's brutal but it works for him there 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 is a point where you gotta wonder how much i mean that's takes dedication exercise to keep himself, and keep himself yeah. in that kind of shape do a role and to do it as often as he's obviously had to do it yeah. over the last 15 years you gotta take it you gotta at least tip your cap to the guy yeah. for or at least sticking with it. And, and it was funny because uh, someone posted up some pictures, comparison of Hugh Jackman, the way he looked in the first X-Men movie mm-hmm. to like the last one. And he just keeps getting bigger and bigger yeah. as far as ripped every, yeah. every movie. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> it's like the evolution of, of uh, Wolverine. Um, going to move from Fantastic Four. And bye bye Fantastic Four. Four. Yes. See you in the uh, sunset. I also love the names that all these reviewers give it, like Fantastic Four and Fantastic Flop. <laughs> That's funny. Um, there's been, um, stick, sticking with the uh, superhero uh, genre here, there's been rumors uh, with uh, uh, director George Miller from the uh, Mad Max oh, yeah. series about... By the way, uh, I think that's my favorite action movie of the summer. Uh, go on, though. Anyway, there's been rumors that... Uh, uh, he was possibly in talks to do Man of Steel 2, but then it's come out that, that yes, Warner Brothers is in talks with him, but it's just more or less for, for a DC movie, not necessarily Man of Steel 2. Mm. Now, there's been some um, stuff come out, and, and basically it says that uh, there's no guarantee that George Miller would direct a Man of Steel 2. Warner Brothers does not want to give Miller free reign, which I can understand. I mean, if you're trying to build a universe like Marvel. You don't want to just let some director take whatever he does off in different direction but anyway they want to be in agreement with his vision of whatever dc film he decides he would like to do now there's also kind of been i've read that uh man of steel uh, an actual true man of steel sequel may be on on some sort of permanent hole really and although warner brothers has not clarified as to what that actually means as whether or not they're more worried about getting the rest of their lineup out there that they've got scheduled or they don't see confidence in the character now i don't know if you read what i put out there uh i didn't actually i did because i entitled it is man is warner brothers going to give the man of steel the black widow treatment i don't know if you know where i'm coming from yeah yeah where they never give her her own movie but the only difference is but the only difference is he's gotten his movie yeah. and and I pretty much put on there and this is part of what I wrote on my website in case you didn't read it it's, I said I'm of the opinion Warner Brothers might be looking to use Superman much in the same way Marvel has used Black Widow by using the character in the other movies to help tie the extended universe together thus help boost audiences interest in some of the other movies that could struggle at the box office the big difference as I just said Superman has gotten his solo movie where Black Widow has not they're kind of doing that with Batman though aren't they yes but see I think Warner Brothers is more enticed because now there's there's rumors out there that Warner Brothers is in talks to give Ben Affleck a three movie deal to do three Batman movies mm. with him directing the first one. Hmm. So I wonder if Warner Brothers is more entranced and in love, maybe more confident necessarily in the Batman character. Of, of Batman and Superman and willing to give Batman now more movies than they are really necessarily giving Superman his second sequel. They're willing to have him in the other movies like Justice, the two Justice League movies. No. But I just kind of wonder if maybe they're 
maybe not necessarily, necessarily in love enough to give him a true Man of Steel sequel. I have two sides to that coin. Uh, the first is that I would put more confidence in Batman. Batman is a better character than Superman. Batman's a better character than just about any Marvel character. Like, yeah, Batman's character. just... Or any Marvel character, yeah. even. Uh, Batman is just a great character. He's he's kind of a timeless character. He's kind of, you know, he's based off Zorro. He's based off Robin Hood. It's just, just this timeless ideal character so that's that side of the coin the other side of the coin though is that warner brothers you know i don't know why they can't figure out superman mm-hmm. i don't and you know you hear people say all the time that they don't have confidence in the character or maybe the character's outdated captain america everyone loves Mm-hmm. Chris Evans, Captain America, right? Basically, like at least personality-wise, the same character, just about. Except Captain America can't fly, right? Right. I mean, I mean, just personality-wise, like uh, it's the same. You know, kind of corny, kind of kind of Boy Scout. Yeah, yeah. But they've s- somehow made Captain America the most likable person, and also starting in Captain America too, fish out of water and his distrust of government of everything, including the government, has really changed his worldview. And you know, they could do something like that with Superman. They could be, all they'd have to do is rip off Captain America on the in these Marvel movies, and I don't know why they don't do it. Like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, I mean. It, it it's the fact is now I'm not I'm not so sure that Warner Bros is is just dead set against they're just a, a Man of Steel sequel I think yeah. if a great script came along and in even if man, maybe George Miller said yeah he'd like to do that I'm sure they would by all means greenlight it you also have to wonder because technically DC has or I mean Warner Brothers has no Man of Steel sequel officially on their mm-hmm. on their on their schedule that's crazy that's crazy I can't believe that that's nuts do they have any Green Lantern stuff or is that yeah do they really yes out in June of 2020 this will never end <laughs> <laughs> like these movies will just go on for it. but they're I, making I, a Shazam movie yes with uh, uh, Dwayne Johnson. Cyborg is getting his own movie. Yes. Cyborg. Yes. Why don't they just make it a Teen Titans movie? I know in the new 52, Cyborg is... Okay, listeners, I know in the new new 52, Cyborg is a member of the Justice League, but he will always be a Teen Titan to me. Like, I don't know why they put him in the Justice League. I guess because he's a cool character and they wanted to give him more exposure. I, I guess. I just found that whole thing interesting. Yeah, I do too. That's completely bizarre. Now, regardless of Man of Steel... So we'll never... We're never going to see Brainiac in a movie. That, I don't know. Because I've also heard rumors that Brainiac may be, may be one of the villains in, in the Justice League movie. Oh, okay. So, who knows? You I, know, you know I, 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 I would have went with Darkseid, but since, since Thanos is an obvious ripoff of Darkseid and Marvel's already got thanos maybe brainiac would be the way to go uh-huh. even though brainiac's kind of similar to ultron whatever but you, you can <laughs> like they're kind of similar but i mean not totally though like personality wise they're totally different now regardless of man of steel 2 sequel if george miller decided he wanted to do a dc movie which character would you would you like to see him do out of out of these uh, out of out of out of anybody out of anybody they've got on there oh cyborg totally that would be that would be awesome because he would wouldn't be too much there would be some cgi wouldn't be too much 
but it would be a lot of explosions and a lot of... Uh, because uh, originally, uh, George Miller was signed to do a Justice League movie five, ten years ago, but it got pulled. Uh, really? And it was all cast, and it was set to go. Really? Uh, it was, I can't remember exactly what the exact title was, but they had everyone cast for it, and the last writer strike or something like that put mm. a damper on it, and then George Miller and Warner Brothers had some disagreements, and Warner Brothers ended up pulling it at the last second. It was like only two weeks away from starting to film when they pulled it. So wait a minute, Batman versus Superman is not the Justice League. No, it's setting so up. they're they're already they're setting they already up. have a date for Justice League two. No date for Superman two. No, unbelievable. And somewhere <laughs> so somewhere in all that mess of dates, we we will we will for sure be getting a Batman movie with and, Ben Affleck directing it. Huh. And meanwhile, they have all these TV shows that don't tie into the movies. Right. Like the and Flash is not going to have it or uh, Arrow. Uh, Arrow, and they're doing a Teen Titans show that's coming to TNT. That won't tie into any of this either. You know, I, and I'm sure a lot of these will be good movies, but I, oh, I, I have the feeling that Warner Brothers is just like see, scrambling to keep up with Marvel, Marvel instead of doing their own thing. See, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Batman vs Superman is going to be fine. Suicide Squad will be fine. Surprisingly, Wonder, yeah, that does look good. Wonder Woman will probably be fine. The Justice League movies will probably be fine. And I'm going to say that The Flash and Aquaman could be pretty good, but I have questions about you know the Shazam and, and Cyborg and Green Lantern. Those are my 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 questions. At least as far as DC. well, an Aquaman. They're going with the guy from you know Aquaman might be all right, but I'm thinking Aquaman. It may be only Aquaman's only one movie, and the rest may be tied in with with the Justice League and or other movies. Well, it's odd. I mean, does Aquaman have enough a rich comic history to support more than one movie solo movie? That's a good question. I don't really think. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm not going to answer that. <laughs> um, I guess they're gonna. It looks like they're going with because uh, you saw who's playing Aquaman. It's the guy from uh, Game of Thrones that, uh, right, isn't it? That Cal Droga or whatever his name was. Yeah, it's the guy who played um, Conan in that last reboot movie. Oh, that's that's who it is. Okay. I can't remember his name right off the top of my head. But it, what a weird pick. I mean, I guess they're going for the 90s version where he had like long hair and a hook. Yeah. And, and nothing wrong with that, but it's just odd to me how like they're trying, their whole DC thing is stripping it of all its charm and making everyone dark and gritty. Like, I, 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 th I think they're trying to go opposite of Marvel's lighting, kind of, you know. They're either going friendly. opposite of Marvel or they're trying to like keep it all in the Keep Batman up with world Batman, yeah. And make. They decided, well, Batman's the darkest character we got, so this is what we want it as. You know, even Batman doesn't have to be dark. Dark. No. Like, he doesn't I, have to. Well, for me personally, I think Batman has to have a certain level of darkness, yeah. but it doesn't necessarily have to be so dark and gritty that it that it's just too dark and gritty. Yeah. Now, some have been asking, should Warner Brothers make a rated R Batman movie? I, and I, don't think, I don't think that'd be smart. I, don't think I mean, Batman is... I, I don't think if you're going to sit there and do an extended universe, but if you're going to make, like, say, another Nolan type of... In, in, they you know, already kind of did that. But but, but if you're going to yeah. do an, another in case where it has nothing to do with an extended universe, you might be able to get away with a rated R Batman movie. You, you know, the thing is, though, The Dark Knight was really should have been rated R, like, as far as its level of intensity and violence. Like, uh -huh. I mean, that was not really, like, I mean, I, I sound like such a wuss saying that, but, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. that movie, like, the first time you see it, it's pretty intense. The only thing that kept it from getting a an R rating they didn't is really show you no blood. sex, no blood. Uh, not is really, there no blood? No, no. Yeah, not, okay, no, no blood, no blood. They don't show and no one cusses at all. Balls. I think the Joker says balls at one point. And yeah. That's about it. 
Like, yeah. Uh, I mean, as far as like the the violence and, I, I, and I, stuff, I, like I mean, it's pretty intense. Yeah. Like I mean, like I mean, they put a cell phone bomb in a guy's stomach. <laughs> Like how weird is that? And what was there was like always one scene that Probably, well there there well, may be no blood but like uh, uh, two, two face is pretty face. messed up. Yeah. Like the, the first, first time, time you see it, it it's like, like yeah ooh yeah it, it takes you back a little bit. But after you see it, it's not as bad as you first yeah. Because when I watched it on a Blu-ray after after it finally got released for home video and I'd only seen it at the theater the one time, it didn't shock me as much the yeah. second time around as it yeah. did seeing it in the theater they did a really good job of uh because they never showed it on any commercials or anything they, they hit it pretty they, well they did they yeah they did a hidden. very good job and surprising in, in in today's day and age you know even even in 2008 they still managed to keep that off the internet i'm trying to think there was another movie that managed to keep everything oh iron man 3 with the mandarin yeah they kept that, that, that hidden pretty well. Yeah, too. that secret was kept. Uh, and apparently, the new Star Wars, uh, I still don't know what it's about. I don't really want to know. I just want to go and. Well, being being with J.J. Abrams, I think any J.J. Abrams movie seems to be kept so much in shroud. And I'm pretty sure I didn't. It could have been you directing the Star Wars movie, and I still think Lucasfilm and Disney would still be keeping this movie so under wrap. I just don't yeah, think. Yeah, probably. I, I, I don't think they want anyone to know what this movie is about until yeah. the day it hits the theaters. I think you're right. Since you brought up Star Wars. Perfect lead-in for me. Thank oh, you so no, much. No, you're welcome. I don't know if you even tried to do that. or No, no. I didn't. <laughs> there was a, uh, a UK website put out that um, Star Wars Rogue One, which is going to be the first, quote, standalone movie outside the, the, the new trilogy. Uh, Lucasfilm is planning on digitally recreating Peter Cushing's character back to life for the studio's first standalone movie, Rogue One. Now, Peter Cushing played Grand Moff Tarkin, the commander of the Death Star, in the first Star Wars movie in 1977. The whole issue why we're going to talk about it is, yeah, I, I, I get it. They're technically, they're digitally recreating the character of Tarkin, but they're going to also do it exactly the way Peter Cushing looked when he was there in 1977. I guess the bigger thing is, is it ethically right for them to be bringing back a guy who died back in you know, may rest in peace back in 94 from prostate cancer. I mean, because my first thought when I read all this was, okay, A, did they even talk to anything of Mr. Cushing's family to say, hey, we're wanting to do this. Would you be okay with it? Because if the family has said yes and they have talked to him, then, you know, that's fine. That would be okay, I guess, to a certain extent. But my other question would be to Lucasfilm and Disney is how much screen time are they planning on giving this character? You know, if it's a little two-minute scene, nothing more than a cameo, okay, I guess you can get away with it. But if it's got anything of a, any amount of scenes at all, wouldn't it just be better to recast? I think it is kind of in bad taste, I think. Uh, but then again, on the other hand, though, I mean, like... I, I, I know they want to keep consistency and it's set a couple years before A New Hope. So they're trying to keep that same look and I get it. But at the same time, you know, the guy's been the guy. The guy passed away over 20 years ago. Most audiences like you and me are, are, are going to be a little bit understanding if they put someone else different yeah. in the role. Yeah. And it's not like the guy's still alive and they just ignored him and say, yeah, yeah we don't want you back. We're just going to recast it no matter what. He's been gone. So it's not like he's already he's. He's already immortalized in his films, Film. and well, you know, you know, he did other stuff uh, besides he did Star Doctor, Wars. He did the Doctor Who movie in the 1960s. He uh, all the Hammer horror movies. He yeah. was uh, Van Helsing and Dracula. Which, by the way, all the Hammer movies 
he did with um he just died well oh my gosh i always do this whenever i do a podcast i always forget people's names um think of it all day long but get to the podcast um you know count dooku what's his name in real oh life? yeah 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 Sauron. Uh, christopher lee christopher lee thank you so he he and christopher lee did all those hammer movies together they did a lot of movies together um he also i think played uh sherlock holmes yeah he and christopher lee's like in Dracula, Lee was Dracula. Uh, Cushing was Van Helsing. And the mummy, Lee was uh, the mummy Imhotep or whatever his name is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cushing was the guy. Um, <laughs> the Brendan, hero. Brendan Fraser. Yeah. Uh, and in um, Frankenstein, you know, same thing. Lee was the monster. Cushing was dr frankenstein i mean they did all that is it really and you know as as great as he was in star wars he was a great villain but he you know he did all these other other things too i mean does he you know i mean and i I don't know i don't know and and i posted a picture that someone had put up comparison side by side of peter cushing and ralph fines Mm -hmm. and a a profile facing the same way uh just just uh now that guy played uh grand moff tarkin for just about three seconds as a cameo on revenge of the sith is that correct well they they had some actor staying in and they just digitally put his face in a younger quote tarkin you know from oh, peter cushing okay. but that you know that was that's one of those things i could i could overlook because it was just such a brief yeah you know but yeah. this is talking like it's more of a a little bit more of a speaking role and and that kind of stuff and you just kind of have to wonder why would you want to bring someone back from the dead like that now let me ask you this uh this might seem a little bit different, but it's similar. What about with, there was an old uh, episode of Futurama or any cartoon, but Futurama did an episode where uh, they brought back all the uh, Star Wars guys. They brought back everyone except Scotty because oh, uh, the Trek. actor, yeah, because yeah. the actor didn't want to be in there. I, I, I think, but, I think uh, animated though, I think animated though, because they've... Because the uh, Bones was already dead. Right. But they had him, he had no speaking lines, but he was in there with all, all well, the others. Y- now, is that the same or I, I say i think the animation is different because they brought back this you know grand moff Tarkin in, in the in the new star wars rebels cartoon series on on disney xd mm-hmm. but you all you already know it's it's animation he's drawn similar but not exactly and you got someone else doing his voice i i think it's more or less the, the whole thing because the way special effects can be done nowadays in movies i, I don't know it, it, it's just that whole thing it, of, it feels like they're stealing a likeness right it feels like it it, it it's similar to whenever they would do do like Nat King Cole or whoever, um, or Elvis or whoever they, you know, they would take who who else have they done? They'd make holograms of people yeah. for, or they'd put people on commercial. They yeah. do that with uh, John Wayne with, with the John Wayne. That's right. Yeah, but, the, but, but from what I understand, for those commercials, you know, they actually got permission from the family to be able to do so and, and, and do that, and that was fine. Well, yeah, because I mean, the family was getting money. Well, yeah, <laughs> and, and the worthless families. That and, never and, and this wouldn't this wouldn't be the first time this has been done. I mean, they. Uh, I don't remember the guy's name, but one guy uh, was uh, who died in the middle of uh, production of Gladiator, died of a heart attack before uh, the filming was done, but he only had one scene left, and they digitally recreated him for the one scene. You know, I look at that as a little bit different. The guy was already in the movie, and they just had one scene to finish off. Right, and they had to do something. something. Otherwise, they would have 
you know, that's that's one thing. This is a whole nother. And how thing. is he going to look? I mean, I, they're going you, back from the, the Star Wars movies and they're going back to all these older movies of how he walked to get to. If, well, if this I is mean, all even, accurate. even uh, like go back to Tron Legacy, which was amazing special effects. The um, I didn't think it was as bad as other people do, but the young digital uh, version of Jeff Bridges, a lot of people had a problem with mm-hmm. He looked weird. I didn't think it was as bad as, like, the internet acts like they went into convulsions after they <laughs> saw it. But I didn't think it was that bad. But You know, I'm a huge Star Wars fan, and, and, and from what I sound like, what they're doing with Rogue One, I, I'm almost looking forward to it more than I am Episode 7, because there's most likely Vader's going to return in some way as well. So, you Rogue know, One is a spinoff. Is that the one that's supposed to be, like, a young Han Solo? No, or? no, that's a different... No, Which the, one is? I'm so Ro- 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 Rogue One is uh, the rebels and their infancy, and they're trying to steal the uh, plans of the Death Star. Oh, okay. And so and it's a prequel. It's a, it's haven't, a, haven't we tried this before? Yeah, but you know, it's it's set before A New Hope, and yeah. and uh, the one uh, I can't remember who's directing it right off the top of my head, but he's done a lot of those, a uh, couple of those realistic uh, war movies type of thing they've done here in the last ten years. Oh, different yeah. Things. Uh, won and some Band Os- of Brothers. Uh, and, he's yeah. won some Oscars and stuff, and. He's setting it more in a realistic kind of setting, like you know, you guys are fighting for their lives. It's definitely giving it a little bit more of a gritty look, and hmm. which I'm fine with. It just, it just seems like, it just seems like they're trying to do this character because they can yeah. the CGI instead yeah. of just just recast a guy, you know, recast Boy, a guy. So he's gonna look exactly really like, like he, he did, did in, in, start... in 1977. That's bizarre. That is truly I, I just bizarre. Say, I just say recast a guy, and whoever you get as an actor. Have him study the film for his mannerisms and move on. You know, that's just my opinion. Yeah, I think so, too. I mean, it's it's weird. It's weird. And, and, you know, any of these young kids that would happen to go see it that were never around to see that movie in the first place, other than maybe on on, on DVD, they're not really going to know the difference like you and I would. But. And even I ain't gonna care because I know you know the guy has the guy's not around. I, I just found it r- really interesting. Yeah, it is. It, it you know I mean it it does bring up a good point. Like you know, how far what, is too far? Yeah, exactly. And I I don't know. I, I just hope I just hope if this does turn out to be accurate <coughs> that Disney and them have at least talked to his family. Well, now that Christopher Lee's dead, they can go ahead and make a make okay. Count Dooku, Dooku too. Why not? <laughs> Who cares? Well, he never did his. Uh, Dooku, uh, Chris really never did his own fight scenes in anything of episode two or three. They really? used they used a stunt double to do all the fight scenes, and they just digitally computerized any of the shots you saw of his face. They put Chris Lee's face to. Oh, I know on. he's old, but like, yeah, he didn't he do couldn't... he didn't do any of his sword fighting scenes at all. Really? Yeah, they used an actor to do it for him. And then they, they just digitally put his face on there on the on the stunt double. Well, the guy, you know, even when he did, you know, episode two and three, he was in his eighties. Yeah, he was. So he was I mean, old. it's not like you're gonna get a guy who can sit there and swing a sword like that for easy. That's true. <laughs> that is true. Anything else? No. I just want to reiterate. You know, if you haven't seen Fantastic Four, uh, you really should see it. I think Fantastic Four is the film that could end all wars and and bring about world peace and. <laughs> And end um, all hunger and suffering and famine. <laughs> I mean, this movie should be seen by everyone. Anyone? It'll make you hug your your children, your dogs, your parents. It'll. It, it is just a wonderful film. Man, I almost have a tear in my eye. <laughs> almost. Uh, well, uh, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank you for having me. It's been a. In oh, a- uh, we're also gonna do. We're doing like a two part. We're like a crossover, like we did with 
the last one with the Ultron one that we did. Um, um, so you'd be able to turn over True Believers. Yeah, that'll be a part two to this one. Um, okay, go ahead and continue. Sorry. I just <laughs> no, no, you're point fine. Um, thank everyone for listening. Um, you can always find my podcast on my Facebook page or reggietake.com or even SoundCloud now. So um, enjoy. Uh, we'll talk at you later and uh, have a nice night.